Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And yeah, I know we're hella tardy to the party. Yep. <laughs> I didn't mean that the rhyme. I should be on the t-shirt. <laughs> I didn't make that right. <laughs> no, sorry guys. Yeah, we're like really extremely late. Mm-hmm. I had extreme migraines and I mean, I really don't know. I had extreme migraines. Like, to the point, I was literally crying out. Like, I thought I was going to have to go to the ER. And it was a weird pain. It was, like, right, uh, like, dead on point on my third eye. And, like, I had complained a little bit about headaches before on my third eye area, like, leading up to that. They're back. The episodes are back. Yeah. My slipping into other realities are back. Mm-hmm. And each one is just as proficient as they were at the highest points back when I started having these things. Now, funny enough, this is kind of um little late to the party with um leaving the bazaar because I know a bunch of episodes I did with them. They wish that I would experience this again, but at the time with the interview with them, uh, I didn't really have anything going on, mm-hmm. you know, which is you know bad luck on my part. I know because they wanted to talk about that with me, but you know, I didn't plan on this, so. But no, um, three in one day. Yeah. Three episodes in one day. I remember originally, if you go back to the episodes where I talked about why I don't have these anymore, and my original theory was, is that my other versions of myself, if you believe in the multiverse reality thing, does not have the same ability that I do. And I thought I was the only one. It's not the fact anymore. It seems that they're all gaining that if I'm splitting the reality with, it's going into deeper stuff that kind of melt people's heads, but there's neither here or there. I just thought I... Let everybody know that they're back, and I might have more haunted updates on episodes and what I see. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, on to today's episode, which is all about your homeland. Yeah. Well, like where my family's from. I mean, I'm mean, i I'm not, well, I'm not from Mexico, but when I say I go back to the motherland, yeah. my father's from there. Your grand, well, not your, no, grand, yeah. your grandfather's from there. Yeah, my grandfather's from uh, Calabria, Italy. And then yeah, today's episode is all about? Italy's most haunted locations. Yes. Um, it's also, I think, a place too. Like, I've you don't really hear that much about. You hear about like Pavelia. Well, that's gonna be one of the many subjects yeah. today. But, yeah. but they have some dark locations, and I this is just like not even like the beginning. Like, I had an entire list. I had to go through and like cross off um specific ones. Plus, their history goes all you know, like that area goes all the way back. So, yeah, well, I think. Italy, the reason why you is an Italiano, and most mm-hmm. Italian people have almost mixed with every single European race around the area, because you guys were conquered a lot. Yeah. Um. So you got a mix of like European, the Athenian, Greeks, and stuff like that. Um. Uh. Spaniards. Yeah. A little bit. Here's why some Spanish yeah. names have well, Spanish and Italian almost sound alike, mm-hmm. thinking they're right next to each other, neighbors. In this. Yes. But a lot of death has happened there. Yeah. I just imagine how much, like, spirits are in the Coliseum. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't, I didn't even touch on, like, places like that. Funny like, enough, when Haunted Places locations come up about Italy, you think people talk about the Coliseum, or, like, at least one person with a, a ghost experience, because, yeah. you know, there's, you know, I remember how many countless gladiators died there, but that's just the ones that died fighting. People were sacrificed there. Yeah. Like, if you were a martyr or something like that, or, like, trying to fight, like, you were fed to the lions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and not even talking about like the little like towns like not pillaged, not sacrificed, murder. executed as a word. Executed, yeah. yeah. Most of my family's in, was is from southern Italy, like Sicily and 
uh, Calabria, like that area. Um, my grandfather, like I said, is like straight from um, Italy. He grew up in Italy. I think he came over here in his 20s or 30s. Um, my grandmother's parents, the same thing. Her um, mother is from the United States, I think, but her father is straight from Italy. Like when I tell people that um, my wife's uh, Italian, and they go, "Oh, is she?" and they see you, and they go, "She's not Italian." Like, no, yeah. her grandfather's from Italy. She's well, majority half Italian, if not a little yeah. bit more. No, my mom's a hundred percent Italian. Yeah. So you, you're Italian as much as well. I say as much as I'm Mexican because yeah. I know I'm like ninety well, percent Mexican now, and then, but um, yeah, you're you had to do a twenty three me because you said you you're not hundred percent sure what your or the an, the ancestry thing. Yeah. Can you talk about doing that one day to find out? Yeah, like, how much- yeah, because I don't know my. Uh, I know on like my biological dad, um, who I've never met. Um, he and then he's never met his dad, so he doesn't even truly know. I know there's like Native American on that side, and obviously some kind of I don't know like well, English, Europe, English or like <laughs> Irish or Scottish or something. So it would be interesting to kind of see like. But I know my like my mom is a hundred percent Italian, and it like goes back generations. But enough about yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't speak Italian though, so I don't speak Spanish. So I'm just gonna say ahead of time if I start butchering some of these. Uh, yeah, type my of... grandfather. Well, I've ne- I never met my grandfather, but because um, he passed away before I was born. But um, yeah, he had a thick Italian accent. Italiano yeah. accent. You know, freaking weird one time. Like I don't know commercial back when I was a kid, and it was on some Italian guy. It had subtitles. And he was talking about, I guess it was like selling spaghetti sauce or spaghetti noodles or something. Anyway, and he was talking Italian, right? Or, and mm-hmm. he's speaking. And my dad, without reading the subtitles, understood more than half of what he was saying. Well, yeah, because Spanish and Italian are similar. And like, my, mom, my mom was like, how do you understand what he's saying? He's like, he's like well, we mean, you don't know. He's, he's speaking Italian. It sounds so much Spanish, so you guys kind of sound the same. Yeah, it's it's true. Some of the same words. And I have a theory, though, really quick before we like dive into actual locations. Mm. I would love to do research for psychics that come from the from it like that have lineage in Italy. And yes, and the, then also look deeper into witchcraft in that took place in Italy. Well, I thought we should uh, start with Pavilion Island and get that way out of the way. Because, I mean, if you don't know about it, uh, you've been hiding on the rock when it comes to the paranormal. Cause yeah, because I actually a, didn't do Pavilion Island. Cause, well, because I, I was proficient yeah. in it. But it's the one that most people know. And it's the one that's easy, easy to research. When you, people go to the top ten most haunted places in the world, the world, Pavilion Island is always on there. And for good reason. Um, small history behind it. Pavilion Island is located in Venice, mm-hmm. um, in the lagoons, uh, over at uh, Lindo, in, the, in between, uh, with Lindo and Vitinania. I don't mm-hmm. know. In the yeah. lagoons, probably in Elias Pavilion. Uh, it was built in, built in the 18th century. It originally was a quarantine station um, for people during the bubonic plague and the black plague. The mm-hmm. red death and the black death, right? Uh, in the 1600s and the early, uh, after that, and half the 1400s as well. So the island was used well over 200 something years to store bodies of people who were sick. They basically sent you there to die. I don't know. You're going to see in this episode as it prolongs. So, I don't know what was going on in Italy in the 15 and 1600s, but they had some shit because a lot of these places, the dark history comes from that time period. Yeah, 
as I was saying, or continue. Um, yeah, so they they buried so many bodies there. They burned so many bodies there that about 10%, if not more, of the island now that's uh, almost like built from it is made of bodies. The ground, the soil is made of ash and bones. Mm. And it, it like added on itself because the amount of bodies that were there. Ghost and, Adventures went there, right? Yeah, I was going to that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah because when ghost adventures went there that's the first time i ever heard about it um i think most people did in the beginning with anyway unless you're like really into the paranormal but that was like 2000 2007 i don't remember the first it was like when they their first season they went there yeah um but yeah majority of the, the islands made of bodies you can't literally if you dig anywhere Mm-hmm. You'll dig up someone's human remains. Dang. Um, and then it was turned into a sane asylum. Where oh, a, yeah, I saw that. Where a doctor uh, was murdering his patients. Well, that's fantastic. So you got that on top of that. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of murder that takes place. And it, you'll see with the ones that I'm going to bring up, too. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, because other than Prevelia, I haven't ever heard any other... Yeah. And there's a lot, like like I said, there's a lot, a lot. Now, uh, it's so haunted, the Italianos call it the uh, Island of Ghosts. But it's also so haunted and dangerous. Amongst it's falling apart, it's dilapidated, right? It's 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 dangerous for anyone to go on there. But because it's so haunted, the Italian government doesn't allow anybody to go there. You know, it's for sale. Really? Yeah. They must be distant for money. I don't know. <laughs> what Zach Bacon's buy it? <laughs> I think I no. I'm not even. Kidding. Oh my fuck! You know how much it's gonna be? It's gotta be in the millions. Yeah, because I know he's, I know he's got money, but I don't think that much. They're listing it as uh, the world's most haunted island. Yeah, I, I doubt. I if I had to guess, an mm-hmm. island. Granted, it's not huge, but it's still an island by itself with a piece of property. Yeah, I can see him leasing it from the Italian government, but at most, if you're buying it, in 110 th- millions. Yeah, especially a desire for for ghost hunting people. If someone buys it to like to make ghost hunting tours, they're gonna make a fortune out of it. But then you have to get there, so that's a whole other thing. Yeah, and then that. But that I just gave someone an idea. But that's <laughs> I feel like you're leaving people open for. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, it's like taking people to the exorcist house and going, "Hey, you want to walk through?" <laughs> or probably Mackey's. Um, but now when they were there, uh, amongst experiencing. You probably go watch the episode. I suggest it anyone. It's like one of the earlier stuff they did. Yeah. Uh, a ghost running through the grass fields. They were outside the, um, I guess, the burning fields. But now it's just all grass because, you know, amount of people who died there. Um, Aaron hearing the doctor mm-hmm. calling, uh, who who actually committed suicide by jumping out of the bell tower. He climbs to the top of the bell tower and jumped from it. And like, he smashed his head on the bottom. Okay. Um I remember Aaron was there and he asked something like, uh, is it, are you, is it you doctor? And he asked it in Italian. Right. And he hears someone yell back. Right. Mm. And then amongst other things that happened there and Zach almost getting possessed. Right. Was that the episode? Mm. I know. I know it was intense. Like, yeah, he almost got possessed. I remember he got fucking, he got angry at us. I think it was Nick or something. And remember they had to walk out of the, out of the building and they go back in. Um, and then seeing, like, one of the most, like, I guess, proficient evidence that they caught was this big shadow mass that kind of, like, drooped down from the ceiling, like, and went back up again. Mm. Like, I remember watching that episode, like, holy crap, amongst other things. Yeah. But 
it has countless haunted stories. Countless people talk about stuff near there. Fishermen won't even go within a mile of it. Uh, that go around the area of the Pavilion Island, just because the story is told about it and everything that's happened there. Nice. Yeah, but I can no make... psychics have been there. I don't know. Uh, I remember, mean, you feeling... gov- the government does not allow a lot of people to go there. Oh, yeah, that's I'm surprised the Ghost Adventures even got there as early in the career as they were, because they went there in their first season. No one knew the hell they were. Grand Travel Channel probably paid a pretty pretty penny for them to go there. But they had an interpreter with them. I don't know what his position was in the gov- Italian government, but to allow them to go there altogether, you know, that was that was pretty intense. But I guess it was at their own risk. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? I mean, it's a place I know I want to go. Yeah. I don't know. See, that's why I kind of, like I'm I'm really excited. Like I hope when we start like kind of like branching out and going to. I'm normally not one for, like, the super well-known places, because I feel like it gets saturated, but I kind of want to go to a place that is well-known for being haunted, and just to test my psychic abilities with some with a place, like, super active. Oh, mark this date, whoever's listening at the time we're listening. I can, I'll say guarantee you, but a strong prediction, I'm not psychic, mm-hmm. that if all goes well for us in the future, mm-hmm. right? Um, majority of episodes you hear of Hidden Shadows in the future will be recaps of investigations from Shadow Walker Paranormal. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. If all things go well. So. Yeah. And if you, if you listen to our episode like 10 years from now and you want to go back to the point where, you know, Isaac said that, this, this was the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so moving on, still kind of in the Venice area, is a place called Dario Palace. And um, apparently, it's nicknamed the House That Kills. Uh, The town believes that this house has an ancient curse on it that has started well over 500 years ago. Uh, the first victim was the house's house house ugh, was the house's original owner. Um, basically, after soon after moving in, her husband was stabbed to death. She lost her fortune and ultimately committed suicide. Not long after that, their son was assassinated in a mysterious fashion, and that's the furthest back they were able to trace, like mysterious deaths and, and misfortune um after the original owners in the 19th century owner of the house was a rich merchant who lost his fortune and died shortly after moving into the house the next owner and his lover both died mysteriously and in the 1990s a renowned businessman raul gardini bought the house lost his fortune and soon after committed suicide so this house not only is a curse, but you have multiple suicides, multiple deaths. I think it's on water. Like, it's right next to water. Obviously, Must Venice. be in Venice, Yeah. The floating city. Yeah. yeah. So, we got the water as a conduit, fueling whatever is going on there. Thing is, like, I'm. I, this is where com- curses kind of confuse me. Because this is... A, Something that someone puts on some 
one or puts on the land or whatever, right? You have like those kind of curses. But then, you know, like how some, a business will go into a, a location and for whatever reason, that business doesn't work out. The next business that goes in there, they close down. The next business that goes in there, they close down. So is it like just like a recurring? I don't know how you would describe it. Like just a recurring situation. Like nobody did anything to the land. Nobody cursed it. Nobody set anything after them. Nothing. Like well, curse. The curse is going to apply to different things. It curse to a person or an object or anything. Objects that apparently that are cursed. Those are kind of almost permanent. Yeah, is what I've been from history just told mm-hmm. you. People, if they're cursed, that curse can be broken over time or with the right counter curse, the right spell, or right ritual, whatever, right? Or even object applied to them. Um, but when it comes to places, right? Cursed lands, like Native Americans did. When it comes to their, their sacred lands and stuff like that, if disturbed, a curse can fall upon you, right? Yeah. Um, which we saw in Poetry Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That is is established, but again, uh, it seems like cursed land can be broken, but a cursed objects almost seem impossible, and I always wonder why. Like, there's the, you got to talk about objects and places. People are the easiest to break a curse on, but other places like that almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. I just I just find it like crazy because if nothing, why is it nice thing as good curses? Why can't you, like I curse you to have endless amount of money, or yes. I curse you with the best luck in the world? You know, so something like that. Why doesn't that ever happen? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the next place. Um, I thought this was interesting because one of the places in France that I've always wanted, I couldn't go there. No way is the catacombs. And uh, How does that relate to Italy? Yes, you wait. <laughs> just, just wait. All right. um, Italy has their own kind of catacombs in Palermo. Um, it's called the Capuch- Cap. You- why I had the name of this down pat um the capuchin or chan capuchin capuchin oh my gosh catacombs in Palermo um they it has been quoted that this place is basically where the living meets the dead um so they are burial catacombs in Palermo, Sicily, which is the southern part of Italy. Um, they do, like, you could see it. It does. It is a tourist attraction. Um, but you can't take any photos or videos, so kind of, and I don't think, like, an investigative group could go in there and, like, paranormal investigate, because it's, like, straight up, like, mummies on the wall. Like, um... The background of the catacombs dates back to the 16th century. Uh, Palermo's Capuchon Monastery outgrew its original cemetery in the 16th century. They began to excavate crypts below it. In 1599, they mummified their own um, brethren, Silvestro of Gombio, and placed him in the catacombs. Uh, bodies were dehydrated on racks of ceramic pipes in the catacombs and later washed with vinegars. Some bodies were embalmed and others enclosed in glass cabinets. The catacombs were maintained through donations from the relatives of the deceased. Each new body was placed in a temporary niche. So, long story short, to if the 
families stopped making payments, bodies were put on shelves. They weren't displayed anymore. Um, the catacombs currently are open to the public. Photography inside is prohibited, which is consistently reiterated to visitors. Um, but there has been some instances where bodies have been shown on film in certain shows. Um, it wasn't any like well-known shows. Um, if you go on Wikipedia, you can actually find um, the shows. Like it gives a list of like where it was actual live footage. So if you want to see what it actually looks like inside, go check that out. Yeah, yeah. but it's like literally like bodies, just kind of. It's an odd way mummified. of going about those things. Yeah, mummified mm-hmm. bodies, just chilling. So my beard's itchy because I'm growing it out. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> um, this one I thought was really, uh, the photos that I got from it was really, I don't, I don't, I don't really know if I would go to this one. This one's called the Museum of Purgatory in Rome. Um, this museum sits along the banks of a prominent river in Rome towards the back end of, I'm not even going to say it. It's a church. I'll make a post about it on Instagram so you guys can check it out. It is <laughs> it is straight, like, Italian, Italian. So, um, the museum is small. It's basically one room. So, it's this church, but it's, like, a room area in this church in the back end. Um, and the actual place is not too far from Vatican City. Um, there are some... There's different, like stories and tales and stuff about this museum but one person had said that you can actually hear the souls in purgatory like in between heaven and hell um in the museum there's various burned objects and marked objects each of the objects is rumored to have been touched by a soul that is currently in purgatory um handprints and silhouettes appeared marked into various objects including bibles clothing and other everyday items um, so if you look to the Catholic definition, basically purgatory is where one soul stays until they can atone for their sins. And the rumor behind the object is that all these objects that they have in this room um, are those people trapped in purgatory trying to reach family members, trying to give message, but they're stuck. So I guess, how would they know if it's in purgatory or not? That's the question. Um they even have a wall of a church that had burned. Um, and inside was what they think is a demonic face appearing through the burnt wall of the church. It's just like a piece of the wall. Um, <clears throat> you can go to this place. It's open daily. The museum is free, but donation is highly encouraged. Um, most of the tour is guided. And you most likely will, will have to ask to see that part of the, the place. <coughs> the museum. You know, it's funny. Hmm. Uh, I always felt like if we ever went into like a, um, like a haunted tour again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, uh, I felt like after the tour is over, it, have the next people after us ain't, ain't going to get much of a show. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> They're going to make it less haunted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you look up pictures of that, if you look up like pictures, some of the stuff is is pretty intense, like the demonic face in the burning church. And I was thinking, well, is this something that somebody could just? Because I mean, how would you know who's in purgatory? You know what I mean? 
you don't know that. But purgatory itself, not to go off an alphabet tangent, but it's the Catholic Church doesn't recognize it anymore. They're the ones that came up with it. Really? Yeah. Now the idea of purgatory. Not too hundred percent far fetched. Uh, some people theorize that we Earth is purgatory. Mm-hmm. Hence, why does so many ghosts and spirits here before they move on to the other side? Essentially, they have unfinished business. They're stuck. They're trapped. You know, different yeah. instances. Because the, I remember I heard. I remember I. I funny enough, it was in the show Merlin. Uh, my grandmother watches that, so which is. is Beyond mind-boggling to me, is how she's so enthralled with it. Like yeah. that is her her thing. That's her favorite show yeah. to watch. Is the sea ver- sea level version of Game of Thrones? Yeah, it's <laughs> well because it's like PG. It's I, like, yeah. It, it reminds me. It's like like yeah, PG Game of Thrones. It's like if yeah. you stripped away everything you possibly could, I and don't made know. Anything violent, some of the stories. No, some of the stories in Merlin are interesting. Anyways, it's like the newer Merlin. It's not like the old Merlin. But it's like the newer one. I forgot who. I know that show was like popular in like, what, 2000? It was 2012, nine? yeah. Yeah, like Cause way she, long Yeah, she's like, is there any more seasons? No, it's over. They canceled Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, she just got the like whole like how to use Netflix thing mm-hmm. down pat. So she watches all these shows. Anyways, um, so in there they were talking about atonement. And there is an episode that kind of made me think, okay, like, what the heck with atonement? Because, um, basically, the little boy was stuck there because the guy that raided the village and killed him had to atone for what he did in order for the boy to move on. That makes sense. And that's why I think sometimes, if that's the case, why people sometimes get trapped. And it was only after. The guy that killed the little boy atoned for what he did. The little boy was able to move on because he was no longer an angry spirit. I'm sorry, I keep getting um, four shocks. Oh. You know, flashes of possibilities of them. I told you the back. Yeah. Oh my god, it pisses me off because like, I'm trying to prevent it from happening by rationing my thought or look a different direction or do something. I, I, don't, yeah. know. I don't know. It's, it, I keep getting... I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to have one. I don't know when. I'm going yeah. to try to avoid it, but... Uh, but, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, what the so, hell is he talking about? Yeah. But, yeah. So, I, I thought that was an interesting take on atonement. Like, because I never thought of, okay, well, if someone... So, basically, the little boy was an angry spirit, and he was trapped on Earth because Arthur had to atone for killing him accidentally killing him or something like that because it was guilt that weighed on arthur are you talking about the show yes oh about that yeah (laughs) so once arthur you know like forgave himself and and you know said i'm sorry to the boy and you know paid homage to the i guess the town that he had burned and raided or something like that then um then the little boy was able to go and I'm, it makes me wonder like is that the case with some spirits that are trapped here like the person that killed them is still alive and hasn't atoned for what they did so they can't move along not well I, i'm gonna say we haven't come across that we haven't come mm-hmm. across that yeah most of it you come across to you're stuck there because something's keeping them there mm-hmm. or 
they need clarification that they can move on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was a theme on Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> I used to watch that <laughs> as a kid. Anyways. Um, so another situation that happened, um, around the 1500s, interesting enough. Um, there's a place called the Witch's Village of Triora and Ligoria. Hey, I can half-ass Italy. pronounce Spanish words, but you can't even make an attempt at your talent one. Hey, tree. <laughs> I, 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 like, wrote how you're supposed to say it. So. Oh. Triora. I think that. Triora and Ligoria. Um, Quesadilla. No, I don't do that. Stop it. Um, but it's nicknamed the Town of Witches and basically is the Salem of Europe. So legend is in 1587, um, they started getting bad weather, pitiful crops, which led to a famine. And so the desperate residences of the town convinced witches are afoot. So... Um, and the only way they could have misfortune in the town is from witches. So the inquestor of, of Genoa and Albanga and priest, and there's a priest, I'm not going to say the name, it's like super Italian, arrived and verified, you know, the local parliament's suspicions. Uh, the first of 20 women were rounded up, selected by pointed fingers of the local townspeople. So, very Witch! similar. Yep. Witch! Very similar to how it was in the States. At first, the 20 women were from a poor community outside of the city walls. 20 women easily became 30. And basically, they were convinced through torture methods to name more random people. Um, the Council of Elders begged basically the people in government to take it slow and make sure you're doing the right people and the right people are witches and you're pulling the right people and all that stuff. So out of the total of 30 accused, uh, they found out that several were from noble or influential families. Um, so it wasn't just the poor. Um, they had just random people. Um, the trials didn't even begin and one of the noble women died from the torture methods. Um, because of all this, this led to more witch hunts spanning into neighboring cities. Uh, for two years, women in Italy were tortured and accused of witchcraft and even young, I mean, there was a lot of young girls that were picked up for this. Um, granted, four were burned at the stake, but a lot of them were tortured. There's a really awesome, for anybody that wants to know more, like, in-depth history about this, um, check out lifeinitaly.com. Um, they have a, uh, article called the Trioria Witch Trials, the Italian Salem, and it's like really in depth and really good information. So, it's funny. I think in Italy, most of the time, and when it comes to like spells and witchcraft mm-hmm. stuff, I don't usually think witches. I know it, it's, it's there. There's a yeah. I think of gypsies. I don't think of witches. There is a there's there's a history there. Yeah. Um, I know there is. It's just most of the time when I think of Italy, I yeah. think of like there's actually stuff like gypsies. a specific, um, I think like a type of witchcraft, like Italian witchcraft. That's, um, I know. I remember reading about it at one point, and I think like for instance, like each different kind of like witchcraft uses different, um, different things, and obviously, uh, like Italian witchcraft uses like olive oil and different herbs and stuff like that like typical to 
Italian culture. Mm. And it's kind of interesting. I guess it kind of integrates Italian culture into witchcraft. But there is something there. There's something with psychics. Because there's a lot. Some of the most renowned psychics that I know have Italian lineage. So I'm very curious. I wish someone would like really study about psychics that come from. And it's southern Italy too. Like Sicily. You have family from Calabria. I saw like I literally just saw a for you thing on TikTok about psychics coming from southern part of Italy. Like that have roots from there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. On to the next one. So this is my last one. Um, I talked a little bit about it on Instagram. I thought this was kind of creepy. Um, I guess it was technically a serial killer back then. Um, it's a serial killer family. Um, this was uh, Casa della Lame in Voltri, Genoa, Italy. Um, so this is the House of the Souls. And this is definitely a dark-natured location. So a lot of these places, you got all of that pent-up energy, that dark energy, and things that probably manifest with that. You know what I mean? So, like, even the trials, you have people that were tortured and stuff like that. So it's got the imprint of all of that. And that's, like, from the 1500s. So that's not even in counting, you know, like, today's stuff. Um... So, legend stems from a family who, it was known around that they had kind of, like, some mental issues, but nobody really said anything. It was a small town, Um, but it was, like, in the middle of two bigger cities. So, basically, um, anybody that would, they would see coming through, you know, their little town, they'd say, hey, we have an inn. Why don't you come, you know? I don't know, stay the night at our place, you know, you know, we're, we're halfway between this city and this city. You'll, you know, you'll be fine. You'll be good. We'll take care of you. Like that kind of thing. Well, everything was peachy until nighttime and the family would brutally kill them, steal their money, throw them in mass graves on the property. And yeah, so be it. That was it. And, uh, took a while for them to get uh caught and executed um but yes so um eventually so basically the house was inhabitable uh for a while until after world war ii um the area had been heavily bombed by germany in 1944 and a family that was homeless was desperate basically for a roof over their heads and decided to take refuge in the house they spoke of doors opening, terrible noises coming from the garden, and dishes moving around. Uh, the last straw for the family was when they saw a woman in a white dress asking for her missing boyfriend. Um, they distinctively remember her leaving behind the smell of roses, but she vanished. Since then, there had been plans to renovate. So they left, basically, after that. Uh, since then, there had been plans to renovate the building. In 1950s, a body was found, apparently, in the gardens. That's all. So basically, just sitting there. Well, I remember you told me that, and I was like, "Oh, it's like H.H. Uh, H. Holmes, mm-hmm. um, his his uh, hotel that he uh, he murdered people in." Yep. Well, again, he was considered one of the first serial killers, but depending on what year H.H. H. Holmes did it, I can't remember. But either they copied him, or he copied them, or they did the same thing at the same time. And no one knew they were doing it. 
thing. Yeah. But when it comes to locations, oh, I try to I wrap around the theory about Italy haunting. It's like I can't really think of one, but it goes back to stemming to the same idea is that um, places that are enriched in blood, essentially, mm-hmm. that are stained with death, yeah, right? and in or commonly haunted. Uh, well, it's the obvious point that goes across it, and some people have more dark entities or more darkness attached to it than others. Mm-hmm. Italy is not short of that. Like I said in the beginning, um, they've seen countless wars. Mm-hmm. They've had countless diseases happen to them. Mm-hmm. So they've seen a lot of death. Yeah, I could just imagine, too, with, like, COVID adding into everything, too, because they had a high. Yeah. Um. But the amount of turmoil they, uh, that country's been through, amongst the most old countries, you know, I always I think of myself as, um, it's not you think of all the American history we've learned, and we haven't learned history about anywhere else. But when it comes to learning about haunted history, it seems everywhere else is very haunted. The United States is, eh, eh kind of. Granted, we have our very haunted locations, extremely dangerous. When it comes to the abundance of haunted locations, the old world technically has more. And I always equivalent to the fact that before, um, what, 1600s, right? Um, the Native Americans living here, mm-hmm. they, there were so many of them, but they lived in almost harmony. There wasn't really a lot of war between them. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of skirmishes, not a lot of, not a lot of destruction and, and, and sought expansion, right? No conquering. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, no, no need for colonizing either. Yeah. So they kind of lived in peace and harmony. In a sense. Mm-hmm. So there wouldn't be a lot of death other than the natural deaths or accidental deaths or being killed by an animal. Or just like your typical living your everyday life in the early 1600s America. Right? Yeah. Unless he went down to Mexico. <laughs> That's what you do in the Aztecs. and uh, A little more violent and brutal. But I guess for America as itself, the continent of America, even North America and Canada, not a lot of problems going on. Right? That's when you go to Europe and to other countries around that area, you're dealing with a lot more death, turmoil, war, conquering, consistent consistent expansion, disease, right? They saw a lot of problems. Hence why if we ever were to travel to another country, especially in the Europe area, we encounter a lot more ghosts. For that same reason, they saw a lot more death. They saw a lot more darkness. Yeah. So I guarantee if we... uh. Did an England haunt, which is probably on our list of things, UK haunts. Yes. Um, again, you're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. And it's, it is concentrated as well. Uh, it's not like it's spread across the entire area, which it is, but there's a lot almost stuffed into it. Like you can gather up all the haunted locations in the United States, and I'm pretty sure it can fit into like one, one country in the Europe area. Yeah. Just because ours is so spread out, there's a lot, but it's not. There's not enough to like say, "Oh, you filled the whole United States with locations." Yeah, yeah. But um, just a twenty. Yeah, theory in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, what uh, do people have to look forward to next week? So next week is going to be Aliens Part Four. Mm. Yeah, so we're gonna go back to Aliens. Um, I know I want to bring in some abduction stories and some theories that people have on aliens that, um, I've been seeing lately because I've been seeing a lot on aliens. Um, I kind of want to go more into like starseeds stuff too, a little bit on that. I guess I could bring that aspect of it because I think that's (laughs) interesting. 
like the Arturians and the stuff. Um, I actually had a dream recently where I was telling another friend of mine who you guys hear me talk about all the time on here, Jess. Um, she has abilities and she listens. And so she's listening. Hey, Jess. Um, <laughs> uh, but I was telling her a dream of mine and she said she kept hearing in her head the grays, the grays, the grays, which is a type of alien. Why do you say it's so timid? Because I, I don't. That, Waiting okay. on a bus to the door. Why are you talking about us? Yeah, no. I don't know. It freaks me out a little bit. Um, And I had just, I just started watching that show too. Okay. The Unidentified with Demi Lovato. Because I'm curious. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm curious because uh, I don't know. Don't don't ask my opinion on this. And uh, unbeknownst to me, which I was never told this my entire mm-hmm. life, uh, my dad apparently had a very interesting situation when it comes to aliens. Yeah. Um, I have to call him and get the whole story from him, but uh, the gist of it, and this is what I know, and this, I'll get information later when you guys hear the episode, yeah. he had a dream about aliens before he even knew what aliens were. He grew up in Mexico in the 1950s. Yeah, basically, and and, and not he, he didn't have access to a TV. He didn't have access to the internet or anything like that. He grew up in a very small town, village, you wouldn't say, in Mexico, outside of Zacatecas, and he had a dream about aliens and stuff like that. And until they moved to America when he was uh, 12, is when they first got television. He watched, you know, like Star Trek, Star Trek, and he was like, "Oh, that reminds me of my dream I had." So, so I got to call him and you know get that story because like he never told me about that. Yeah. So that's a nice teaser to look forward to. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll tell you guys my dream too to see if like people listening what they think of it. But um, also if you didn't check out our bonus episode, yes, that uh, was last Wednesday uh, with Haunting Season, which I was Josh. Cool. Yes, with Josh Haunting Season, it was a cool conversation to have with him. Uh, I don't get to talk to a lot of. Um, horror movie bus as he is um and also he is also a paranormal investigator as well so um we get to talk about a little bit paranormal investigating hauntings and stuff like that and his experience with ghosts um but yeah that was a cool episode to uh talk to him about um as always uh you can check out our social media at hidden or instagram at hidden shadows podcast on instagram uh hidden in the shot six on twitter hidden in the podcast two on tiktok or if you want links to all our social media or uh, everywhere you can find us and everywhere you listen to us, you can go directly to hiddenandshadowspodcast.com, where has links to everywhere and anywhere you can find us and listen to us. Also, links to our merch store if you want to get a shirt and help us get nicer things. Yes. <laughs> um, but as always, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one. Yes.